0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Conan and his companion Brissa have battled the tribe of the lost from the Aquilonian wilderness into the borders of Sumeria. There they encountered an ominous temple carved of black stone, dedicated to a shadowy force long presumed dead and a dark power older than time itself. As the warriors combed the structure, they discovered captive allies being offered to the depths, swelling the ranks of an undead battalion intent to usher in a new era of destruction. Now, while Brissa leads the prisoners to freedom, Conan has ventured forth to stop the wholesale human sacrifice, but amid the battle, has thrown himself from the black altar into the abyss itself. That's uh that was taken from the previously on page of Conan the Barbarian number four from Titan Comics. and that's what I'm talking about today. on Hither came Conan. Welcome to Hither Came Conan, the podcast that's talking about Conan comics, because Hither Came Casper sounds kind of dumb, except now that I've said it out loud, it sounds pretty cool. I mean, I don't read Casper the Friendly Ghost comics, but hey, if you do and you've been thinking of doing a podcast, you can use the title, Hither Came Casper. Just, you know, give me the credit. That's, That's really all I ask. Seriously, though, if it happens, if you start doing a Casper the Friendly Ghost podcast called Hither Came Casper email me, Stephen or Else at gmail.com. The email is in the show notes. Speaking of which, I'm your host, my name is Steven, and today we're going to take a look at issue number four of the new Conan the Barbarian comic from Heroic Signatures and Titan Comics. Issue number four hit the stands on Wednesday, October the 25th, and the title of the story is Bound in Blackstone Part 4, Vengeance of the Lost. It was written by Grim Jim Zubb, Art by Ravaging Rob Delatore. colors by Devious Dean White, letters by riotous Richard Starkings, and the editor was Merciless Matt Murray. And once more, I am begging you folks, if anyone can tell me why there is a period in his name, Matt period Murphy. I mean, I'm losing sleep because I got to know. Stephen or else at gmail.com. I mean, come on, Jim. Can I call you Jim? Jim Zub, Jimmy Z, J to the Zub, whatever. I know you're listening. Help me out, my friend. I need to know. And you know what they say about knowing, right? Knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. This here is the obligatory reminder before we get into this issue that this is a commentary show, not a review show. What's the difference? Well, a review is a critical appraisal of a book, play, movie, etc., while a commentary is an expression of opinions or offering of explanations about an event or situation. The event, in this case, is the reading of the comic. Also, there will be spoilers, so keep that in mind. Into the boat! Following the previous issue, which ended with Conan and the Skull Priest falling into a pool of unholy green water, the Sumerian clutching the ancient pick-blade he'd found in the aftermath of the Battle of Venarium back in issue 0, sinks deeper as inky black tentacles reach up to him from the dark depths below. Conan loses his grip on the Picked Blade as the tentacles grab hold of him, pulling him ever deeper, the blade floating just out of his reach. Then, suddenly, Conan finds himself standing in a misty void, facing a Picked Warrior. He is Brule, chieftain of the Borny tribe, and Conan notices he wears the ancient Picked Blade at his waist, except it looks newly forged. Brule tells Conan that the picked blade once sat atop his spear, which was then used to battle the undead. He tells Conan how he and his warriors once, long ago, rode into a village located in the heart of a sky as dark as night. Yet, it was daytime. The chieftain of the village, along with his council, invited Brule and his warriors to feast with them. However, when they sat down to eat, there was no food. This did not seem to trouble the chieftain and his council. In fact, they looked downright pleased because the stone would provide. The stone, said the chieftain, would feed them. And so Brule and his warriors were led from the village and out into the wild. Their destination, a large black stone statue of a figure that was, though unfinished, inhuman in appearance. The stone, said Brule, was dull on the surface. Yet there was a strange gleam from beneath. Soon the chieftain and his council began to rip off their own skin, showing themselves to be reptile like beneath. Bruel and his warriors fought the chieftain and his council, and though he lost many men, soon all of the foul creatures were dead. Knowing that the black stone was responsible, Bruel vowed to destroy it and flung his spear at the carving. As the blade of the spear came into contact with the black stone, Lightning fell from the sky and joined with the blade, shattering the stone and dispelling its evil. Brule tells Conan that now he and his people face the same evil and that Conan must destroy it. Conan vows to do so, and Brule plunges his hand into Conan's chest, pulling Conan back into the real world where he is still beneath the green waters, ensnared in the mass of inky black tentacles. Conan finds that the ancient picked blade is in his hand. And so, gripping the hilt, he slashes out, freeing himself from the tentacles. Then, knowing that he will not be able to hold his breath long enough to swim to the surface, he instead finds the source of the tentacles, the heart of the evil, and plunges the blade into it. As he does so, a bolt of lightning from above sears into the water, striking the heart of the black stone. The explosion propels Conan to the surface, where he is found by one of his fellow Sumerians. They are still inside the Blackstone Tower, and despite what Conan had done to destroy the evil within the Blackstone, the reptile-like cult members are still hanging out, and they very much want to kill Conan and his companion. But the two Sumerians fight their way free, escaping the tower as it begins to crumble and fall in on itself. Outside, they are reunited with the other Sumerian prisoners, those that Brissa in the previous issue led outside the tower to safety. But when Conan asks for Brissa, he is told that she had gone back into the tower to look for him. Conan assumes that with the tower destroyed, Brissa died within. The story then jumps to the spring, many months after the tower was destroyed. A group of Asgard nomads are traveling through Sameria when they come upon the site where the Black Tower once stood. As they investigate, gathering long-dropped weapons and such, one of the Asgardian men finds a bit of black stone and he picks it up his eyes going red with evil as the story ends with one big fat question mark. Everybody out. Holy shit. This was such a great freaking story and a damn good start to this new Titan run. This is one of those stories that people refer to as an instant classic. I mean, I don't think it's going to take too long before people are talking about Bound in Black Stone the same way they talk about Red Nails, The Tower of the Elephant, and the phoenix on the sword. I'm sure I've talked about this already, but based on an episode of the Chromecast that I listened to before issue number one of this Titan Run came out, Jim Zub and Rob Delatore created these four issues using the Marvel method, meaning that Zub provided Delatore with an outline or synopsis of the four issues, and Delatore then crafted each page, telling the story with his art then zub after the art was complete went in and wrote the narration and all the spoken bits and all that in fact i'm pretty sure that zub on the cromcast said that he wasn't altogether used to working that way and i may be remembering wrong but really that's a detail that doesn't matter because doing these four issues using the marvel method just freaking worked i mean i honestly believe that had zub written up a full script Per issue, and then provided that for Delatore to work from, you know, a script that details what's on each page, how many panels, what's going on in each panel, and all that. I think the story would have suffered. I really, really believe that. Now, I don't know how this next upcoming arc was put together. I don't know if Zub and artist Doug Braithwaite also used the Marvel method, but we'll see. We'll just see how that one turns out. I mean, after these four issues, I have every confidence in Jim Sub, and I think that Conan is in good hands. So let's talk about some of my favorite bits in the issue, and we'll start at the beginning. Page one, which is a splash page, is just plain wicked looking. I'm not one who purchases original art, and frankly, I have no room on my walls to display it if I did, but this is a page that would be great to have Conan and the Priest. In this green water, a beam of light shining down from above, and these creepy-ass tentacles reaching up to ensnare both of them. It's the stuff of nightmares, frankly. Well, my nightmares, anyway. Next, we have page four, which is another beautiful page. And this is where we get the introduction of Brule, or the spirit of Brule, anyway. And Brule, if you aren't aware, is a major supporting character from the Cole stories and the Cole comics and all that. If you've read any Cole, you'll know who he is for certain. Cole, by the way, is set like a thousand years before Conan, maybe 10,000. I I can't remember. I've talked about it on a past episode, but I can't even remember which episode that was. So if you remember, enlighten me. Personally, I haven't really read any Cole with the exception of two comics, Cole issues nine and 10 from Marvel. These were published in January and March of 1985, and they have... Just the most gorgeous, wall-worthy covers by Barry Windsor Smith. Covers that are so goddamn beautiful that they were the only reason I picked up both of those issues back in the day. The interiors are by John Buscema, so they look good on the inside. But those covers, oh my God, I want to marry them and have their babies. That's how great those covers look. Anyway, those two issues have Brule in them, which is where I recognize the name. Moving forward, page six, panels five and six, the Blackstone statue is creepy as hell. I mean, bravo, Rob and Dean. Together, you have given me another reason not to sleep. That statue is creepy. Plus the narration that Jim Zub wrote to go along with those panels. Blackstone, dull on its surface with a strange gleam beneath, a carving unfinished, yet fully formed. So good. I mean, again, the words and the art just complement each other perfectly. Next, there's a double page spread of pages. Uh, I think it's eight and nine. Brule and his warriors are throwing down with some reptile looking cultists. Again, I can't say enough about how beautiful the art is. But then there's this bit on page 11 where Brule tells Conan, Cole would be pleased to hear his blood still stirs strong in the line of kings. And Conan's like, what are you? But then Brule cuts him off. Our talk is over. So yeah, I don't know what that means. Is Conan a direct descendant of Cole? Did I know that already? Am I babbling? What's going on there? If you know, Stephen or else at gmail.com. Next up, let's look at pages 17 and 19. If I'm counting correctly, I'm really worried that I'm giving the wrong page numbers. But Conan has just been shot out of the water and he's landed there on the rocks and his Cimmerian buddy, Hydalin, or Hydalin, I don't know how you pronounce it. Anyway, the dude tells him that the cultists still want to kill them, and Conan says, Very well. Let's break the front line as we did at Venarium, my friend, and write our song in steel. Then, during the battle on those three pages, the narration is great as well. Drenched, drained, and nearly drowned, the Sumerians charge forth into the fray. They will fight till their last breath. Whatever the odds, no matter the foe. Crom of the mountain will never esteem their bravery. But the survivor soul he gave these men shines bright. A brutal blessing marked in blood. And then, of course, there's that very last panel in the issue, so reminiscent of a movie or TV show, which ends with someone looking at the camera and their eyes have turned red like this glowing dark red. and so you know they've got this evil stuff inside them. That's what the the end of the issue made me think of. And then it's got it doesn't say end with a question mark. I think it says Finn, fin F i n with a question mark. So great, great, wonderful stuff. just really, really enjoyed the crap out of this issue and the the four issues all altogether, I actually went back before I started recording this episode and reread. Issue zero, which is the free comic book day issue, and then issues one through three to get myself back into exactly what was going on in this story and then reread issue four and uh, yeah, then started recording. Great, great stuff. Looking forward to what's coming next. Let's look at the variant covers real quick. The main cover, cover A is, of course, by Roberto Della Torre. We've got a cover B by, good Lord, I have no idea how to pronounce this. Gaeta Marchisio. This features Brissa. Cover C is Nick Percival, and it's Conan standing there with a bloody sword in one hand and an axe in the other. Cover D is by Carrie Nord, and it looks like a recreation of his battle with the two Frost Giants from The Frost Giant's Daughter. Now, when it comes to covers, I'm always going to choose the De La Torre cover any day of the week, twice on Sundays, but. If we exclude cover A and look just at covers B, C, and D, I have to go with the Carrie Nord cover. I think that looks really quite nice. What are your favorites? Which one is your favorite of the variant covers? Let me know, Stephen or else, at gmail.com. So of course this issue wraps up Bound in Blackstone which as I said earlier is the first story arc here in this Titan run. The collection is due out in February and you can pre-order it now on Amazon. The affiliate link will be in the show notes if you're going to if you're going to pre-order it or if you're going to order it when it's released please use my affiliate link. I'd appreciate it. But that means we start a whole new story arc next month with the beginning of Thrice marked for death. And while the first issue of the arc, issue five, is currently due to hit shelves on November 22nd, you can actually pre-order the collection of that upcoming arc right now on Amazon. It's due in June. The only thing I can find so far is just the pre-order for the actual trade paperback. If you get it digitally, you may have to wait a little bit before that pre-order comes up. But again, if you want to pre-order that paperback and you're going to do it on Amazon, please use the affiliate link that I've put in the show notes. Thrice Marked for Death is the arc that should have the Doug Braithwaite art in it, which I'm really looking forward to. I've read uh, a number, I don't know, a couple, a handful of books drawn by Doug Braithwaite as far as what my memory is telling me, and I rather enjoyed it. So I'm I'm really looking forward to this. I also want to mention that I have started reading the second of the Savage Tales short fiction books, the Heroic Legend series. These are prose stories, short stories, and this one is called Conan, Black Starlight. It was written by John C. Hawking. And, well, here, let me just read you what it says. Seeking to avoid the Stygian border guard and cross the River Styx, Conan, the sorceress Zalandra, her scribe Nisa, and bodyguard Heng Shi discover a town that seems to be deserted. To preserve his own life, the town's lord had bargained with a demon that still lurks there. It wants Zalandra's cache of Emerald Lotus and will kill anyone who tries to stop it. Conan and his allies must defeat the demon and his minions, human and inhuman, in order to survive. This was, uh, according to this, it was originally published as a 12-part serial in Marvel's Conan the Barbarian comic book from 2019 to 2020. It's a direct sequel to Conan... And the Emerald Lotus re-released this month in the new volume, Conan in the City of Dead. Huh, didn't know any of that. I'll have to go back and look at, well, the the Conan Marvel books from the 2019, 2020 era, era, area, era, area of era. I have those in trade. So I don't know if they had in that, if, if they, God dang it, I can't talk. I don't know if that had any of the back matter in it, and I'm pretty sure it didn't, but I'm about 75% into the story, and I'm enjoying the crap out of it. I really enjoyed the first one, but I'm liking this a lot more. There's a lot more to it, a lot more meat in the story. And there's these weird leech-like creatures that have wings and arms and are as big as a human, and Conan has to fight them. They're, they're pretty awesome. It's a, it's a great story, and if you're not reading those, I, I recommend that you do so. But that's it. That's all I got to say about this issue. That's all the the news I really have as far as what's coming out in the world of Conan when it comes to the comics and the books. I don't have any information yet on book three of the Savage Tales short fiction. I know it's out there. I just, I didn't, I didn't gather it up. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know who's writing that one or when it's coming out. So sorry. It kind of dropped the old brick there. Didn't I? Is that, is that drop the brick, drop the drop the something? I dropped something. I just, wow. My brain is not working. Anyway, do me a favor before I let y'all go. If you listen to the show on Apple podcasts, or Spotify, please take a moment to rate the show. If you listen through YouTube, like the episode, but the more ratings I have over there on Apple Podcasts and over there on Spotify, the easier it is for us to find it. Now, when I started asking everybody to do this, we had eight ratings over on Apple Podcasts and we had eight ratings on Spotify. Well, I had set the goal of hitting 15 ratings by the end of the year over on Apple Podcasts. And I'm going to go ahead and set that goal for Spotify as well. And I am pleased to say that on both platforms, we are at 10, 10 ratings so far. So keep them coming, folks. I really appreciate it. it again, it helps people find the show. And the more people that listen, that that helps me. So yeah, that's your homework, folks. Your call to action. Rate the show Review it if you're up to it. Tell all your friends. Just spread the word, Thunderbird. I would really appreciate it. Next week, we should be looking at Conan the Barbarian, issue number 17, Marvel Comics. Until then, folks, keep your swords close by and never stop treading them jeweled brooms. Bye. Hither Came Conan is a Stephen or Else production. Find more podcasts at StephenOrElse.com. Questions and comments can be directed to Stephen or else at gmail.com. Find me online at Twitter, Spoutable, and Instagram by searching for at StephenOrElse and join my newsletter, Stephen Says Stuff, at list.justanotherfanboy.com. This is a free substack where I will send every single podcast episode I host right to your inbox the morning that they are released. You can support the show for as little as a dollar a month, over at the Patreon, by going to patreoncom Orr. and in return, I'm going to do my very best to give you and your fellow patrons podcast episodes just like this one before anybody else. I also encourage you to rate this show wherever available and share this episode with a friend. All links will be in the show notes. Did Conan fight? Honor and fear were heaped upon his name. In time, he became a king by his own hand. This story shall also be told. And the editor editor, editor, come and be my editor. Come down to me and be my editor. Please, please. Following the previous issue with Previous issues, previous issues, won't you come and read my previous issues? Previous issues. The warrior is Brule, chieftain of the Borny tribe, and blah, blah, blah. the warrior who? I am the warrior. Bang, bang. I am the warrior. The warrior is Brule, chieftain of the Borny tribe, and Conan notices he wears the ancient picked blade at his... Ah, way, Studi. Wes Studi. Great actor. Love that dude. Anyway, he tells Conan that he loves his show. I mean, who doesn't? The podcast, everything. It's great. Keep keep, keep going, Conan. Conan O'Brien. That's who I'm talking about. This did not seem to trouble the chieftain and his council. In fact, they looked downright pleased because they had just finished pooping. And come on, that makes everybody feel better. Knowing that the Blackstone was responsible, Brule vowed to de- voweled. he <laughs> A E would and sometimes wide to destroy it. Good God almighty. <laughs> Knowing that the Blackstone was responsible, Brule vowed, vow. I, I, I can't, I'm saying brule, so when I say vowed, I want to say vowed because of brule. That's, uh, that's just something I have to deal with deep in the recesses of my brain. You guys only have to deal with it when you're listening to the bloopers, which this is probably a part of. Back to the podcast. Lightning fell from the sky and joined with the blade, shattering the... Good God almighty. Get it together. I'll tell you what. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a drink. Take a drink, everybody. When I get in these situations, sometimes I just got to step back and take a drink. That was some good drink. And despite what Conan had done to destroy the evil within the Blackstone, gotta <sight> <clears> take a breath. Gotta <gasps> moment to breathe. Outside, they are reunited with the other Sumerian prin- printers. My Sumerian printer is low on ink. Get some toner in there, brother. I just don't think I can move through life knowing that a guy named Steven did this to me. Enough talk. <mumbles>